back here for another episode of the Next Is Now podcast. I'm Max Feldman, and today we've got episode 14 of the pod and now the ninth episode down our prep preview series. Little reminder here, through this series, I'm zooming in on a collection of the nation's top programs to preview the upcoming season, discuss a little bit about the offseason, talk program history, recruiting, and much more. Today, we have Orangeville Preps head coach and director of basketball, Larry Blunt, joining us. Similar to the last episode with Tony McIntyre, excited to get into this one as Orangeville is one of the new additions to the now EYSL. And the connections to CIA don't end there, as Coach Blunt previously spent time being mentored by Coach McIntyre, and this was actually the head coach back at Orangeville from 2013 to 2016. Jamal Murray, Thon Maker, and Eugene Omarui were just a few of whom Blunt developed in his first stint up north. Now, after stops at Oklahoma State, Drake, and Canisius as an assistant coach, he returns to the helm at Orangeville as they make their leap to the UISL. As a lone program based out of Canada in the league, the upside for this program is obviously sky high. Looking forward to learning more about the incoming group here. Thank you in advance, Coach Blunt. Let's dive in. Welcome on, Coach Blunt. Appreciate you taking the time here. I know it's about to be a very busy time, but uh, how does it feel to have games now on the way for you? Max, uh, it's exciting times trying to find my voice. I've uh, been a lot of preparation and uh, a lot of guys are getting excited to finally play against someone in a different colored jersey. No doubt. I believe it. Um, so I wanted to get right into it here. After a few years you spent at the college level, you're now back here at Orangeville. Um, but there's no time really to settle in and build up as you got a national schedule ahead of you. Um, so what's been the mindset in that transition? Certainly, um, you know, after seven years coming back to college, uh, my heart is in this place. Um, you know, there's a lot of joy that comes with seeing growth. Um, there's a lot of joy in having a chance to bring back some of that experience learned over the last seven years. Um, and frankly, it's exciting to be able to, to play in high school. I mean, I think there's no um, greater um, space of momentum that anything's enjoyed out um, beyond this college uh, high school space. Um, it's fun with college basketball in the full swing. Uh, the cold weather has gotten us uh, back to the space where it's time to get indoors. And um, no, it's been a lot of fun all the way around, to say the least. Absolutely. Um, on the floor, how do you guys, how do you envision your guys' style of play? What's an area or two you think you guys would be able to hang your hat on? I think pace and space. Um, you know, I think being able to really try our best to play kind of the new wave of positionless basketball. Um, I think we have a team with a lot of skill, a lot of guys that uh, can are multifaceted and not one-dimensional. Um, I think we're going to be a defensive group. That's going to kind of be where we hang our hat. Uh, but at the same time, guys want to score, and we're going to give them the freedom and the, and the space uh, and, and allow them to be able to be themselves or the best versions of themselves. going to turn it over to you here in a minute to learn some more about the group as a whole. But wanted to start with the guy in Johan Munch, now about six foot seven, six foot ten, excuse me, and comes over from Denmark with a big reputation. <laughs> After a huge uh, FIBA U18 Euro, Euro championship um, and a guy I think that's going to gain steam fast in the UISL for sure once guys get to see him. Um, but what have you seen from him thus far and how does he fit into the equation? 
He's very skilled. You know, I think a lot of times people use the whole uh, notion or they use the whole description of a big guy that's skilled. Uh, I would go the opposite way with Johan. He's a, uh, a guard that's big and he can dribble, pass, and shoot. Um, you know, he's adjusting to the physicality of the game. Um, but I think as this year progresses, he's going to become a name that a lot of people, and uh, that's a household name, if you will. Um, and I, I'm excited for the world to get a chance. I think he's one of the world's best-kept secret, but that secret being uh, seems to be leaking a little bit now. Absolutely. I think it's just a matter of time for sure. Um, another guy, Amari Upshaw, a guy who broke out at our Made Hoops finale just this summer, um, now ranked in the top 70 for us. Obviously super young, and it's clear the best is still pretty far ahead for him, but how has he settled in thus far for you guys? He's getting better every day. I mean, it's hard to imagine just because we're going to count and rely on him. Uh, he's our youngest player, and, you know, you really don't know that every day just because of not only his maturity just on the court but off the court as well. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we've had good guys. I know the uh, first time I was here 11 years ago, we had a lot of guys that were his age that you could kind of see a lot of the flashes. And I think he's really mature beyond his years. And I think as well, he will be a name that uh, people will, will will remember and talk about as years come. For sure. Um, Owen Kenny, uh, six foot seven junior with good feel. He can shoot it. Um, tell us a little bit about his game and how his uh, role kind of has come together with this group. Sniper. Um, you know, I think one of the things I'm most proud of, I think in our last practice, he took three charges and I almost thought someone swapped a player because, you know, of his ability to shoot the ball. Uh, a lot of people are lost in that. And he's really become he's gotten a lot tougher. Uh, he's a very underrated rebounder. Um, and he's in with his length. He's become a, a very, very serviceable defender. And I would even argue that he's becoming a good defender or a really good defender. Um, but he really can shoot the basketball, and at his size, um, you know, he's going to really pose matchups. People won't help from wherever he's standing. I can promise you that. Xavier McLean had some nice moments with you play this summer. Um, what's his game like, and where does he slide in? Same. I mean, you know, he will laugh and joke uh, if he finds this interview. I've been really hard on him in the preseason um, just because he has so much talent. Um, but he's really young for his age. I mean, he has a December birthday and a, and a late December birthday. And, you know, most people don't know that just when they look at his stature and his size. Um, but he's probably been our most improved player. Um, you know, he can play inside and out. I give him a hard time. I tell him that he doesn't have as much bounce as he portrays. Uh, but he's starting to run and jump and get his legs under him and he's learning to compete. And, you know, I think he has a really, really big ceiling and we're excited to have a chance to work with him. Saw a bit of Torian Lee this summer on the Under Armour circuit and was consistently impressed just by his quickness and overall ability to create off the bounce. What's his valuable? What's his value to the group? His speed, um, you know, he I think when teams pressure pressure us and, and really push up on us. Um, he has the ability to escape and get away. Um, he's learning and, and he's really improving and being a, a floor general. Um, he's a very underrated catch and shoot guy. Um, that's one thing I, that we did not know as we recruited him. Um, but he's turning into kind of one of our floor generals and leaders. And it's his growth 
um, being able to play with good players every day and, and being able to not only get his, but create for others. Um, it's been a joy to kind of see that. Sure. Going to turn it towards you here a little bit. Um, if Orangeville is going to be as good as you guys can possibly be this year, who's a potential X factor that kind of has to elevate his game and perform? Um, you know, sometimes it's best not to 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 let all the cats out the bag, if you will. Uh, but a Tuck McCor, um, you know, he's been a really good piece for us. Um, he has not had as much exposure on the circuits as most people. Uh, he's 6'2", 6'3". He's a point guard as well um, that we can really outlet balls and go both ways between him and Torian. Um, but I really, you know, Tuck's, he, he's really been, uh, he's given our group a, a bit of confidence and swagger, if you will, um, that we have not had. And I, I really think he will be another young man that as the season progresses, people talk about, um, and I'm excited to watch him play. Absolutely. Um, right now, uh, before the season gets started, a lot of college coaches coming through, filling the gyms, try, trying to get a look at your guys, recruit your guys. As someone who's been on both sides now, uh, having spent the last few years at the college level, what's your two cents and uh, kind of your your pitch to your guys as you help them maneuver the recruiting process? You know, I think go somewhere that you can have an impact. Um, you know, and I can speak for those seven years, as you mentioned. Um, you know, 13 scholarships and 200 minutes to go around in a regulation game doesn't leave a lot of opportunity. And, you know, being able to, one, have experience so when they set foot on those campuses that they're ready, they're equipped, um, they know a lot of the verbiage, uh, they're accustomed to people uh, maybe being a bit abrasive, uh, although out of love more often than not. Or always in this case when they're here, that's not necessarily the case when they, you know, cross um, and they go to the dark side, as we like to tell our guys. A lot of times in college, it's, it's business, it's big business. Yeah. Um, so being able to shorten that curve, the learning curve, and helping them pick places that they can play, have a chance to impact winning, and being able to absorb minutes, especially early in their career, that's our message. Go somewhere where you can. Uh, leave a legacy. And when you leave, people know who you are and, and and you can leverage that when it's all said and done and when basketball is over. As you head into your first year uh, and year one of the UISL against some of the best in America and Canada, um, what do you think the value of playing these high pressure games against other elite guys for guys just this this young 15, 16, 17 year olds? Invaluable. Um, you know, I think when you play against teams that have players of the magnitude, and I would even argue coaches as well, when you make mistakes, it gets magnified. And, and people can make you pay when you don't do something the right way. I think for our guys, I also think for college coaches and NBA scouts, um, there's opportunities to measure. Um, there's a measuring stick that people can use to gauge really how talented people are as compared to playing games that there may not be the same level of talent on the opposing team. Um, so that's what we're most excited about is, is giving these young people an opportunity to really see where they stack up against the world's best. That's a great point. Um, doesn't have to be purely based on talent coming down here to the end. Wanted to ask you guys that you've coached anywhere along the way, your Mount Rushmore of guys doesn't have to be purely talent. It might be guys that were just great character guys, chemistry guys, whatever it might be. Uh, that's a hard question. Um, I mean, obviously, um, 
the last time I was here for three years, I think we had 30 Division One players and six NBA players in that three-year stretch. Nice. Um, I always, always say we had really good players and a really bad coach, so it kind of balanced out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think all of them in their own respective ways were amazing. Um, you know, Jamal and Thon, I think they were kind of where this started. Um, Kyle Alexander is another young man that comes to mind. Um, I would say even Aaron Ray, who went to Dartmouth, the Ivy League student, Jalen Llewellyn. I mean, I think Mount Rushmore, we would need a really, really large rush uh, Mount Rushmore because there's so many people for a variety of reasons. I would even say our owner, Jesse Tippin, our president, um, his vision, his commitment, his sacrifice, and his families, um, you know, I, I think he would have to be at the top of that Mount Rushmore and you know, Tony McIntyre, Mike George, it, that that list goes on forever. So we Canada's Canadians are always nice. Um, I'm I'm an American, but I'm I'm adopting after my wife, obviously, who is Canadian. Um the, the more the merrier. Let's 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 put everyone on Mount Rushmore. Hey, that's a good problem to have. Absolutely. And let's let's build another Mount Rushmore right beside it. It's our goal moving <laughs> forward. To wrap it up here, um, I wanted to ask you as a guy that's been in different gyms recruiting over the last few years, but now you're back at Orangeville. What separates Orangeville from other national powers in America and obviously in Canada as well? I think the first one is that we're international. Um, I think we're the only team that's across the pond, if you will, Lake Ontario. Um, but it's the people. You know, I, I think, and I would say this after spending seven years in college, our vision, our why, and why we do what we do, it's all rooted in helping people get to whatever's next, whether it's getting to college, whether it's helping, you know, aspiring coaches. We have a, a young man on our staff, Derek Artis, that wants to be a college coach, whether it's, you know, having an opportunity with Olivier, like he wants to work with the national team, he wants to work uh, in college and, and wants to work with the Canadian national team, John Sador, like, our place is about that. Um, it's about taking guys that are low major players and helping them become mid-major players or really, really productive mid-major players, not just going for the sake of going. And I think that's completely different in college. At the end of the day, in college, there's one goal, there's one motive, and it's one goal and one motive only, and that's to win. And if you don't win, you're getting fired. So I, I think that's what separates us is I think the winning is a byproduct of of helping people get to ultimately what their end goal is and what their why is. That's all I've got, Coach. Appreciate you again for taking the time. Looking forward to catching you in the gym here soon. Max, thank you so much. And if you get good scouting reports on all these other teams, on my email, I'll make sure I leave that in the chat. Got you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Max.